0: Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. 381 381 Not only are you loyal Levinites listening, but interlopers with left-wing sites and newsrooms are all listening. What am I going to say? We've been going at it all day on the Internet. Have you noticed? If you're on Parlor, you notice. And so now the media are trying to Divide the Republicans. Stories on how long will the Republicans support President Trump? How long will they be loyal to Trump? Those questions are never asked of the Democrats. And I keep hearing, and I posted early this morning, Decision Desk HQ. I asked, what is Decision Desk HQ? Is that tied to QAnon? I don't even know what QAnon is. I don't know. But apparently, these decision desks are going to determine who the president is. Now, let me explain something to you. Nobody, no group, no entity can declare or pronounce who the president is. There is a constitutional process on top of a federal statutory process for how, for how this process works. Until that process is triggered and effectively implemented... There is no declaration of a president. Now, I know I'm quaint about these things. I talk about the Constitution. But there's litigation ongoing. Win, lose, or draw, it needs to be completed. Al Gore sued and sued and sued in one state for 37 days. The Supreme Court had to get involved twice. The U.S. Supreme Court. The Florida Supreme Court was a rogue court filled with leftists, just like the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is a rogue court filled with leftists. So I I don't know why the President of the United States should surrender. I'm going to tell you something. You are being pressured now, and you are being propagandized now, and I'm coming under enormous pressure to just quote-unquote accept the results you better not talk about any of these conspiracy theories or anything of the sort. What conspiracy theories? I never talk about conspiracy theories. The left talks about conspiracy theories. When the Russia hoax was going on, I don't remember anybody telling me not to uh, talk about that because it's a hoax. Accept and respect the results. Ladies and gentlemen... For four friggin' years, the Democrats accepted no results. For four friggin' years, they said this was an illegitimate president who was elected by Vladimir Putin. For four friggin' years, they were investigating on one committee after another. For four friggin' years, they tried a coup to try to reverse the 2016 election results. For two and a half friggin' years, they unleashed a criminal prosecution against the President of the United States that failed. The minute they took the House of Representatives two years into his presidency, they impeached the President of the United States for a perfectly fine phone call he made to the President of Ukraine. And every Democrat in the Senate voted to remove the President of the United States. And Mitt Romney voted to remove him, too. Since the moment he ran in 2016 with spies put in his campaign, with a rogue FBI, a rogue intelligence service, a rogue FISA court tried to take him out, the FBI director with dirt on his hands, the deputy FBI director, the associate director of the FBI, Day in and day out, day in and day out, this president was hounded. Our president was hounded. His family was hounded. He didn't have one day of peace. Not one day. And that was the plan. And they attacked him in the House. And they attacked him in the Senate. And every damn day in the media, they attack him in the Manhattan DA's office in New York City. Attack him now, the Attorney General of New York. Thousands of subpoenas. On and on and on and on it goes. The press corps. The American press. Sullies itself. Undermines the American people. Undermines the office of the presidency. But now we're told. Accept and respect the results. Well the results aren't over. I understand the president of the United States. Has an uphill battle. And I'll explain why. It's not because of the facts or the law. But now we have Republicans breaking away. The Democrats never break away. Ever. And this is the problem with the Republican Party. And this is why they don't like Donald Trump. He's a strong man. He's a courageous man. He doesn't run. They do. And if it wasn't for Trump, the Republicans wouldn't have held the Senate. If it wasn't for Trump, the Republicans wouldn't have picked up seats in the House. And if it wasn't for Trump, two state legislatures wouldn't have been flipped. But they don't care. They act like they don't care. Now, Joe Biden's going to speak at 8 o'clock. This is the third time since the election. Why? Why? Because he's been told to act like your president. Kamala Harris will be act like the vice president. Get things underway now. Accept and respect the results. Remember all the violence the left was talking about was in one paper after another, was in one news story. And it, where is it? There isn't any. Because they're man won. Where's Black Lives Matter? Nowhere. Well, they may be in Portland, but that's it. Antifa. I've told you all along, these are the paramilitary arms of the Democrat Party. And Black Lives Matter, their leaders made abundantly clear their goal was to defeat Trump. Their goal was to defeat Trump. So now we're told the nation must unify. We must get back to normal. Now that we have destroyed the man you elected in 2016. Now that we've destroyed, in my opinion, a historic figure. Now, from their perspective, that we've defeated him. Now, the city's burned. We called you racists. We called you systemically racist. We talked about you as white privilege and all. And by the way, did you see the minority vote for Trump? I'll get to that later. We called him Hitler. We said anybody voted for him. We're neo-Nazis. But now all is okay because we won the presidency. So just unite behind us. Do what we tell you to do. Keep your mouth shut. And all will be fine. Not me. Unless the Democrat Party and their president... Receive some of the same medicine. The same medicine they fed to us. The American people. Trump supporters and the President of the United States. This will never end. If they can do and say whatever they want. When a Republican is elected. Not just a Republican. When a man like Donald Trump is elected. And in return nothing. Nothing. Then they're going to keep doing it. So I will say this. Should Joe Biden become president, I'm part of the resistance. Oh, yeah. I learned from the media. I learned from the Democrats. I learned from Bernie Sanders and AOC and Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Now I'm part of the resistance. Now, I believe in a peaceful transfer of power, so I'm not talking about violence. I never have. But I will never accept Joe Biden as president because Joe Biden never accepted Donald Trump as president, ever. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer never accepted Donald Trump as president, ever. There's not a single newsroom in America that accepted Donald Trump as president. Oh, technically, yes. But substantively, no. Now let's see how the news media treat, God forbid, if Joe Biden becomes the president, let's see how they treat him. We've already seen. But just remember this elephants never forget. I never forget. We do everything civilly and lawfully here, unlike the left. But all those businesses that boarded up can now take down the plywood. Because the paramilitary wing of the Democrat Party seems satiated. They seem just fine. Imagine that. We're still going to have to defend our country from come what may. But this thing's not over. We fight. And notice how we fight legally. When we come back, I want to address the media and Republicans and Democrats who keep saying, where's the evidence? That's the new mantra. Where's the evidence of fraud? Now keep in mind, the media are not in any of these places to look for fraud. And keep in mind, I even hear former federal prosecutors and others talking about this. We're in the third day of this. And so serious lawyers, that is, serious litigators, whether they're criminal or civil, they need time to develop the evidence. So when you say three days in, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? I'm going to give you the greatest evidence of all of tampering with the election system. I'll be right back. Much Lovin'. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto Come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Pennsylvania. The Speaker of the House of Pennsylvania, representing the majority in the House as well as the majority in the Senate, its Republican legislature, sent a letter to the governor ...of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania... ...he said, are you aware that the general election... ...currently being conducted in the Commonwealth... ...has generated significant amount of interest... ...among our citizens? And they're demanding an audit. A statewide audit. Now, among other things... ...you want to hear about fraud? I'm going to tell you fraud. When you change the laws... ...and you change the rules to accommodate the Democrats... ...to contravene the state legislature which is the only body mentioned in the federal constitution under Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, as the authoritative branch of government, state or federal, that determines how electors are chosen, that is fraud. I don't care if it's done by a court, or done by a governor, or done by a board of elections. Now what did the Supreme Court a Pennsylvania do just as rogue as the Supreme Court of Florida in 2000, majority of elected left-wing Democrats, it unconstitutionally extended the deadline to receive late ballots, in contra- contravention of state law. That same court unilaterally directed the county boards of elections to not reject absentee or mail-in ballots for counting, computing, and tallying based on signature comparisons conducted by county election officials or employees are the result of third-party challenges based on such comparisons. That, however, is the opposite of state law. It's one of the most important security and anti-fraud features the state had with absentee ballots and mail-ins. The Secretary of State, a Democrat elected, issued conflicting guidance to counties regarding how to manage late-arriving ballots. Full segregation, as initially contemplated, was replaced with guidance that encouraged the counties to process ballots but keep totals separated. Prior to the election, in contravention of state law and a Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling, some counties began pre-canvassing ballots by reviewing the declaration to find any defects, which they then sought to have cured by voters, going back to them. But the law doesn't provide that in Pennsylvania. Poll watchers, hallmark of our election process, unlawfully, in violation of Pennsylvania law, denied the opportunity to meaningfully observe the proceedings of all pre-Canvas and Canvas activities. Finally, an unprecedented 105,000 provisional ballots have been issued. And so it's very questionable why so many of those ballots were issued when you don't issue them willy-nilly. You issue them, for example, a voter's name doesn't appear in the poll or supplemental poll book. Or a voter was issued but did not successfully vote in absentee or mail-in ballot. But you don't hand them out like lollipops. So there you have, in Pennsylvania, the state Supreme Court, a rogue court, violating state law, imposing its own will, and most of those measures that that court put in place were measures that the governor, the Liberal Democrat governor of Pennsylvania wanted, and the State Assembly affirmatively reject him. Then they go to the court and get it. So for all you Republicans out there, all you hosts out there, where's the evidence of fraud? I just gave you the evidence of fraud, legal fraud, where you had a rogue court, a rogue Secretary of State, and a rogue governor undermine the state legislature and violate the federal constitution. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale Levin for Hillsdale.com.
1: Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true
0: conservatism. Call Mark now. 877-381-3811. You know, uh, unemployment hugely dropped to 6.9%. Another pharmaceutical company has announced that they're going to have their vaccine ready by January. All of this was set in motion by the President of the United States. All of it. Joe Biden wanted unity. He wants unity on his watch for his agenda. Why didn't he want unity the past four years? Kamala Harris, the most left-wing senator in the Senate. Did she sound like she wanted unity? See, this isn't about getting even. This is about what's fair is fair. You can't treat a president the way they treated this president. We've never seen anything like this in American history, and this will be written about for decades. For decades. Now, what the Democrats did... And this isn't a conspiracy theory, is they spent the entire Trump presidency, but particularly the last year and especially the last six months, going into states and filing lawsuits or colluding with Democrat governors and legislatures to change their laws to accommodate their nominee, who would be Biden, and the Democrat Party. 320 lawsuits were filed. Since the primaries, as the Daily Caller points out, 320 lawsuits were filed since the primaries across 45 states, Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, according to Election Law blog. Almost all of them had been filed by the progressive left and their allies in the Democrat Party, said Hans von Spakovsky, manager of Heritage's Election Law Reform Initiative. Now, why did they file these lawsuits? It's a record number of lawsuits, not even close. Pushing mail-in voting. Pushing no signature. Pushing counting the vote well beyond election day. And they got most of what they wanted. It concerned a lot of litigation. States that opted against altering certain laws which so-called voting rights groups and Democrats demanded. And most of them got them because they cherry-picked the states and they cherry-picked the courts. Other lawsuits came about as a result of states making changes the Republicans opposed. Almost all of them had been filed by the progressive left and their allies in the Democrat Party, Hans von Spakovsky said. In September, Democratic Presidential nominee Joe Biden's campaign formally assembled a a legal war room comprised of lawyers who are fighting cases nationwide, according to the AP. Mark Elias, this is the slip and fall ambulance-chasing lawyer that was behind the dossier. He's their bag man. Mark Elias, who had been general counsel to former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, was leading the war room. I told you, this is all organized. It's all networked. What states they would go into, what lawsuits they would bring, what they would ask. And so you see these reporters at the White House. You see reporters in these various cities, to the extent there are any. You see hosts on TV. Where is the evidence of fraud? Where is the evidence of fraud? They changed the rules. They changed the law. And in many cases... They did it unconstitutionally by going around the state legislatures. Not in all cases, but many cases, including significant cases. Well, that's not fraud. Of course it's fraud. I didn't say they robbed a bank. I didn't even say they stole any ballots. I said they changed the laws in violation of the Constitution. And I'll get to that later. Elias and his team, in other words, Biden's lawyers, were involved in more than 60 of the cases. More than 60 of the cases. And of course, in every case, Elias and Biden's team said if they didn't win, it was voter suppression. Von Spakovsky said they are trying to force states to push absentee or mail-in voting as much as possible, and I would add extra days to count. By the way, I have a question. In Pennsylvania, if you don't have a postal mark, stamp, a date, it's assumed you mailed it on time. That means people actually could have voted after the, the date of the election, doesn't it, Mr. Producer? That means they actually could have voted after the day of the election. So if they really want every vote to count, and they really think it ought to be extended to everybody... Because, because otherwise you're disenfranchising people. Well, then why didn't they allow in-person voting for three days after the election date? Since they got rid of the signature comparison, the postal mark didn't mean anything. Why couldn't they let in-person vote? Because it would have helped the Republicans. That's why. Because the Republicans would have seen the results and more of them would have poured out and voted for the president. That's why. No, no, but Mark, we're talking about extending the counting. Not if you're taking dates off the, uh, off the postal stamp and not if you don't have signature matching. You don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, why not allow it? More voters, right? Isn't that the the name of the game? Let everybody vote, count the votes, and if you don't, where's the evidence of fraud? Where's the evidence of fraud? It's bigger than the evidence of fraud when you're changing the rules to accommodate one party or another. Pennsylvania Supreme Court, do you realize it ruled that the deadlines that the legislature had had in place for years, that those deadlines because of the coronavirus were unconstitutional? In other words, they looked for a fig leaf and it was the virus. Unconstitutional. So the governor was pushing for these changes, the Secretary of State, two left-wing Democrats, And they got him from four left-wing elected Democrats justices on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Now, did they do that because of the virus? Or did they do that because they wanted to help Biden? It's obvious. And it did. They succeeded. How come last election, four years ago, we knew who the winner was by about two or three in the morning? Same states. Same states. But we knew that Donald Trump had won. Why is that? And now we're three days, four days, could be nine days. I'll explain it to you this way. I've brought this up to you before. You've heard of uh, Cloward and Pivens, right? Cloward and Pivens are these two Marxists. Pivens is still alive, professors. Cloward apparently is not. And they wrote, they've written a lot of very radical things. They've actually called for violent riots over the years. But one of the things that they impressed upon their readers and their students and so forth is this. Overload the system. Crash the system. Create chaos. Seize power. Then blame the victim, your opponent. Is that not exactly what's occurring here, ladies and gentlemen? They overloaded the system with massive early voting. One of the things, and I'll I'll make this—I'll make this statement, and then I'll let the backbenchers uh, regurgitate it, pretend they thought it up. I spent a lot of time thinking about these issues. I've spent a lot of time in my life dealing with these issues. I didn't start out as a broadcaster. Notice this, underscore this. The Democrats want earlier and earlier voting. And I posted this today. And later and later ballot counting. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? Earlier and earlier voting. And later and later ballot counting. Less and less security measures. So they want to be able to control the process, does the Democrat Party. So to have a firm date, have a firm date when, when envelopes have to be postmarked, have a firm requirement that signatures need to match, have a firm date when the ballots need to be in, not three days after the date, but of the date. When you don't have requirements to allow the Republican Party to observe in the inner cities what's going on with the Democrat machines at the counting of the ballots? All of this is intended to help the Democrat Party. All of it. All of it. And I told you the other day the Democrats would never agree to this when it comes to paying your taxes. Firm dates. And you must, you must hit the date. Otherwise, 10% penalty. And if you don't pay within a certain amount, we will send you to prison. But when it comes to voting, every vote counts. Well, of course, every vote has to count. Because they've changed the rules. So what's a legal vote now? Well, I'll ask the hosts on TV. What's a legal vote now? In Pennsylvania, what's a legal vote now? There's a constitutional challenge in the Supreme Court, absolutely legitimate, on what the Democrats did in the court system, what they did in the governor's office, what they did at the Board of Elections. There's a challenge now. Now they could lose because of John Roberts on the Supreme Court, but it's still a legitimate challenge. It's a constitutional challenge that is intended to uphold Article Two. So what's a legal vote tonight? Is the legal vote what the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania did to the voting system, so every vote's legal? Or is the legal vote what the state legislature originally put in place? This is exactly why the Supreme Court of the United States told Pennsylvania to segregate votes. Put those aside that could be in dispute based on the Constitution and those that are obviously within the time frame. So, are the legal votes the ones that are segregated out, ladies and gentlemen? How come the, to- post, uh, the host won't tell us? How come Chris Christie won't tell us? How come Adam Kingsinger? Who the hell are these people? Oh, there's Adam Kingsinger. Who gives a flying S? Because it's a good quote for the liberal media because he undermines his president. What next? if these institutions are bastardized by the Democrat Party because the ends justify the means, what's going to happen after this election and the one after that? They're going to control the whole damn process the way they do in California. If it wasn't for Donald Trump, we wouldn't have gained seats in the House. If it wasn't for Donald Trump, we wouldn't have saved the Senate. He brought out all these Republicans. Now let me explain something very quickly because we're coming up to a break. I hear people say... How can it be? And I said it, but I started to think about it. That we win seats in the House, we hold the Senate, but Donald Trump, they say, is losing. I'll tell you how. Because the Republicans who've won in the House weren't running in Democrat-controlled cities. They were taking back seats that were in mostly Republican areas. Most of the Senate seats that we have won are not in dark blue states. They're in red or purple states. Donald Trump had to fight off these city machines. The city machines. Most of these Senate candidates did not, and none of the House candidates had to. So he carried the House over the finish line. He carried the Senate over the finish line. And now he's fighting for his presidency when a number of these states, these courts, and these boards of elections modified their rules and their laws to defeat him. And now his party runs from him. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale dot com. At the top of the next hour, I'm going to demonstrate to you how the left-wing media work. You already know, but I, especially in my case, over a posting I put on a parlor. Twitter and Facebook. And Twitter what did they say about it Mr. Producer about my posting I think they said something like uh, it's in dispute they flagged it because they're filled with low IQ illiterate morons over there but I'm going to point it out to you the Washington Compost um, one after another picked it up because one guy got it wrong. Forbes let's see MSN Yahoo, the Daily Mail, looking at them all. Mother Jones, a bunch of mothers over there. Law and Crime, all arguing against a point I never made. And they're still doing it. These are supposed to be lawyers and commonists and the pretty people and the beautiful people. They're stupid as hell and they're propagandists. And I'm going to demonstrate it to you. But first, tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be on Hannity on Fox. Why? Because he asked me. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be on Hannity on Fox. So we have a number of newspapers here. It's very frustrating when people lie about you or they're purposely pushing out propaganda. And it's one entity after another. Here's the thing. I will say it again after the top of the hour. I will be explicit. I will speak in plain English. It'll be on MarkLevinShow.com website for a daily recap for anybody to listen to. I write in plain English. I post in plain English. But they don't want to know the truth about what you say. They want to argue a different point. There's a guy by the name of Ezra Klein... He's a founder of this thing called Vox. He's either one of the stupidest human beings walking on four legs or he is a pathological liar. And he's not the only one. This clown from the Washington Post, what is his name here? I'll get to all of them. I like to do this. I will get back to this. can't remember his name. I'll figure it out later. Oh yeah. Greg Sargent. Well, Greg Sargent, I'm knocking you down to Greg Buck Private. You're complete schmuck. I'll go through this when we return. You won't want to miss it. I'll be right back.
2: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: 3811, <clears throat> think about this for a second. There's more instances of fraud out there, even small instances of fraud that we can point to in the media, that the media presented to us, than there was ever fraud related to Russia collusion. There was never any Russia collusion. Do you remember the media saying, Where's the evidence? Do you remember that, Rich? They must have missed that. Do you remember the media saying to Adam Schiff, where's the evidence? Do you remember them asking? Where's the clapper? Where's your evidence? No, no, we need evidence. Do you ever remember Jake Tapper asking for evidence? You see, my attitude is this. I'm very pissed off. That they didn't let this man have a four-year normal presidency. I am very, very pissed off. And the idea that we should all quote-unquote play nice. As I say, if Donald Trump were tonight leading, there'd be riots in the streets. And the media would call them mostly peaceful and the media would be rooting for Biden. There are no riots in the streets, because that's not what we do. That's not what we do. But I think Joe Biden should be treated exactly the way Donald Trump was treated by Jim Acosta, by D. Lemon, by Fredo Cuomo, by Nancy Pelosi, by Adam Schiff, By Joe Scarborough? They're all one in the same pod. By Chuck Schumer and all the rest? Should we call him Hitler? No, because I don't believe in that. Just think about the things they said and did to this man because he happened to win election to the presidency. That is a scar all of us are going to have for the rest of time. For the rest of time, they built a resistance in the Democrat Party, a resistance in the media. The media were part of the resistance. And we sit here and talk like a bunch of technocrats and and analysts, like they do on TV and in Washington. Well, you know what? This is a race here. It's time to uh, to move on and get together. Excuse me. We were all living the last four years. We all saw what the hell took place here. And then they go into these states and they change the rules in many of these states. Not a single rule change that I'm aware of helped the Republicans. Not one. Every legal count, every every legal vote counts. Now we have some true stupidity going on here. True stupidity going on here. Don Jr., who tweeted... uh, Something I posted. He's coming under attack. And under attack for what? Now we have. uh, It's this, this fool. With Vox. What was his name again? I forget what I said. Ezra Klein. Here's what I posted. In caps. Reminder to the Republican state legislatures. You have the final say. Over the choosing of electors. Not any Board of Elections, Secretary of State, Governor, or even Court. You have the final say, Article 2 of the Federal Constitution. So get ready to do your constitutional duty. Anywhere in there did I say the state legislature should choose the electors? Nowhere. What have I been saying on this radio show? What have I been arguing in writings? What did I put in Men in Black? not that the state legislature should choose the electors, but that the state legislatures should reinstate the existing campaign laws that existed before the rogue Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, as an example, did what it did. In other words, the status quo, the state law that was in place, that only the legislature has the power to put in place, under Article II of the Federal Constitution, that's how all voting should be tested. I never said the state legislators should choose the electors. So, where do these clowns get off saying that? Here's one a hole, Joe Walsh. He looks like he's about 14 years old, pre writing at Forbes. Trump allies suggest Electoral College could overturn a Biden win. Here's why that probably won't work. Has no idea what I'm talking about because he's an idiot. Then we have Greg Buck, uh, what did I say? Buck Private. Greg Sargent, always a moron, writing for the Washington Compost. Mark Levin, the right-wing radio host, always right-wing. Set off a Twitter firestorm on Thursday afternoon with this, and he quotes what I read to you. This is an explicit call for a friendly GOP state legislature in a a swing state, say Pennsylvania, to appoint its own separate pro-Trump slate of electors to the Electoral College in defiance of the popular vote outcome in their state. I never said that. Where did he get that from? Those words have never been uttered by, by my lips. Have they, Mr. Producer? They've never crossed my lips. Lawrence Lessing and another clown, this is a clown professor, State legislatures can't ignore the popular vote in appointing electors. So he concludes that I said the same thing. This man has no idea what I said. Get ready to do our constitutional duty, quote-unquote, tweet, uh, tweeted conservative radio host Mark Levin. Sued Donald Trump Jr., retweeted Levin. Later that night, Lindsey Graham joined the bandwagon. To do what? To do what? This is a law professor who obviously doesn't believe in the Constitution. Then he gives these cockamamie, pathetic arguments, twists the language, twists the history of that provision in the Constitution. That provision of the Constitution couldn't be clearer. There's nothing to twist. They just don't like it. The Daily Mail. They even asked... The president of the Republican State Senate in Pennsylvania. Do you agree with the retweet from Donald Trump Jr. and the the tweet of Mark Levin that you should pick the electorate? He said, of course not. We can't do that. Well, I never said that. But he can get off his fat butt and do what else I did say. And it goes on. Here we have, what's this garbage here? Let's see. I don't know. Fox News pro-Trump stars are getting desperate. Mark Levin, a well-known conservative talk radio host who hosts a weekend show for Fox, suggesting in all caps, Twitter screed, that GOP-controlled state legislatures should disregard the vote tallies and appoint electors who will select Trump in the end. Where did I say that, Mr. Producer? Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Maxwell Taney, Justin Barragona, IQs of negative 14 combined? I never said that. So they're arguing against something I never said. YahooNews.com. Yahoo is about right. Biden earns calm as votes continue to be calm. Calm among what? It's his people who like uh, Molotov cocktails. We don't. And I'm not talking about drinking either. As President Trump's lead over Joe Biden continue to fall Thursday... Fox News hosts, they always mention Fox, even though I'm only there one hour. They never say Levin TV, Blaze TV Network, Westwood One. Fox, got to get Fox. Fox News host Mark Levin suggested that if Trump ends up losing in key battleground states, Republican-led legislatures there should overturn the will of the voters and choose a slate of electors that would keep him in the White House. When did I say that? Why do they keep saying the same thing? Mother Jones, Donald Trump Jr. just promoted a brazen plan to steal the election. All he did was retweet what I said. And there's no stealing anything. Then they quote Greg Sargent. One idiot quoting the next. Law and crime. Wow. Another left-wing site. One such theory was tweeted out in all caps by right-wing radio host Mark Levin and then retweeted by Donald Trump Jr. And of my posts, they say, but Republican leadership in Pennsylvania at least previously put the gabosh on such ideas. What ideas? I never said the Assembly should appoint the electors. Not on the air? Nowhere. So I posted this in response to... Uh, so-called Professor Lessing. It's very frustrating to continue to read constant claims such as, quote, Thankfully, it appears very unlikely that any legislature will accept Mark Levin's challenge and select a slate contrary to the votes of its people, unquote. For the 1,000th time, I never said they should. I have said in the past and in the present, and have written, that the state legislature should defend the election laws they legitimately passed, And that the voting and vote counts should be based on those standing statutes. And by the way, this is exactly the case that's before the United States Supreme Court. Not the unconstitutional changes instituted by other bodies. Is reading not fundamental in liberal land? Actually, they prefer to argue against positions never stated. So nice try. But we've all seen this pablum before. It's not about disenfranchising anyone. It's about following the Constitution. And the subsequent state election statutes is adopted by the state legislatures. It's also about the Democrat Party undermining state election laws, sometimes within months of an election, by litigating before friendly state courts like the Pennsylvania Supreme Court in 2020, the Florida Supreme Court, or executive orders and administrative actions by Democrat governors and their administrations. In contravention of existing statutory law, These are the schemes that disenfranchise lawful and legitimate voters. None of this would be occurring but for the actions and tactics of the Democrat Party, which acts to advantage itself by undoing Article 2. This is a constitutional republic, after all. There are rules. And the framers could not have been clearer. The Democrat Party activity seems akin to the Cloward and Pivens tactic— As they described it in 1966, flood the zone, create chaos, declare victory, and blame and accuse your opponent of misbehavior. As is done in this rather ridiculous lawfare article, which is notoriously liberal. And of course, if you argue that the Constitution should be followed, then you must oppose due process and seek to disenfranchise voters, etc., etc., Then the actual history of the constitutional provision, which was necessary because the Constitution would not have been adopted, let alone ratified by the states, if the state legislatures were not in charge of the election process within their borders. So they cherry-pick, as this author did, and it's not surprising. But why bother with the Constitution at all? And as much as the basic argument by these authors and these rest of them is to abandon Or to interpret the provision in a way where it's non-existent. Because modern times require something else. And so we should leave it to state courts and governors and bureaucrats. None of whom are mentioned in the Constitution, in this provision. Only the state legislature. But we should leave it to all of them except the state legislature. To determine what the election laws are. Got it? Then you're following due process and all the votes should count. The irony is lost. The irony is lost. The idea that the due process clause that they use as a defense to attack Article 2 of the Constitution is only a kind of thinking, irrationality, that you get out of a liberal. And I've set the record clear for the thousandth time I've said so on the air. You can go back to past broadcasts. You can read Men in Black. I've said exactly the same time every single time. Is it too much to ask these a-holes, apple holes, that next time get it right before you open your big pie holes? I'll be right back. Much love in. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one-day-only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying Pure and Simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage... They don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L E V I N Talk USA. Simply Smarter Wireless. Many of you want to speak. Don't forget I'll be on Hannity in two hours, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We're also going to have a fantastic Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. My guests will be uh, former judge, former independent counsel Ken Starr, and Hans von Spakovsky, who you've heard me quoting. We'll get into the law. We'll get into the courts. We'll get into the Constitution as it relates to all this. And uh, should be interesting, but more than that, should be pertinent. Daniel, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, XM satellite. Go right ahead, sir. Daniel. Hello? Yes, go right ahead,
2: this sir. Is Ra- this is Randy.
0: No, no, I need... Daniel from Fort Lauderdale. How are you? Guys, what's going on? Daniel, are you there? Yes, sir. Can, can you, you hear speak? Me? Now I can.
2: All right. Uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Me and my wife are a huge fan of yours. Um, I would just like to say uh, coronavirus, they changed all the election laws because of coronavirus, but yet the CDC said that anyone with coronavirus can vote in person. Therefore, well, all for, of
0: the- First of all, Tens of millions of us voted in person, in person early and in person on Election Day. So that was always bogus. Correct. And there's no evidence whatsoever that there was a spreading of the virus as a result of voting in person. So that was a fig leaf. That was a subterfuge that changed the rules.
2: Correct. Because Nancy Pelosi, when she first took over the House, tried to pass H.R. 1, which was election reform. And once that was shot down in the Senate... They tried to do it state-by-state, and this was way before coronavirus was even around. Mm -hmm. Then they did $400 million for absentee ballots in CARES Act, then they added another $400 million for absentee ballots. They funded uh, the United States Postal Service with another $25 billion. And all of these tens of millions— Hey, hey,
0: hey, what happened to all those conspiracy theories about the Postal Service?
2: Oh, come on. I mean, it's uh, typical. That's what they do. We 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 know their style.
0: But what do you agree with my phrase, vote earlier and earlier and count later and later?
2: Oh, 100 percent. That's why when he was up by 15 points, you know, and they wouldn't call Georgia, they went to Atlanta, they blew a pipe out, supposedly, and then uh, they all of a sudden found all these ballots.
0: What What a useless governor. Useless governor in the state of Georgia. They have a pipe blowout. They shut down the vote, and he sits there like a bump on a log.
2: Yeah. What a joke. It really is. It really is. Um, and the other thing with the tens of millions... By the millions way,
0: do of- you know who the superstar is? Ron DeSantis so- in Florida. Ron DeSantis oh, in Florida.
2: 100%. He's a
0: superstar. Goes-
2: oh. Oh, What's that? 100%. He handled yeah. the virus perfect. He did everything perfectly. Very, very
0: impressive man. He really is. Daniel, that music means I got to go. I apologize, but a very good call. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks?
1: says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said,
0: because nobody could say it better. Call in now at mister Producer, let me ask you a question, just a personal question. How many emails or phone calls have you received from the candidates we helped thanking this show for at least contributing somewhat for their election? Zero? I haven't heard from a single senator or a single congressman. Isn't that amazing? It's okay. It's okay. Look, I'm not in this for a pat on the back. But it is an amazing thing. Purdue didn't want to come on the program. Now he's fighting for his life. It's too bad for him. I, we need that seat. Cory Gardner went down, uh, not exactly fighting. He, uh, he moved to the center. His opponent uh, was a leftist governor. Hickleberry or whatever the hell his name is. I don't really care what his name is. Uh, and the former governor of uh, Colorado. So he went down. I'm just writing a few notes to myself as I think about this. Gore had 37 days to litigate. Right? He litigated in one state. There were two Supreme Court rulings. What did he want the Supreme Court to do what did he want the Supreme Court to do to change the way you count chads he wanted to change the system that's what he wanted to do what have the Democrats done all over the country they haven't litigated to defend and support existing campaign laws they've litigated to change them a la California style. Not because they believe in good government. Quite the contrary. But be, they believe, believe in Democrat power grabbing. And then they dress it up as, don't you want people to vote? Then they, they hide behind Fauci. By the way, we're going to view things very, very differently going forward. Win, lose, or draw in this presidential campaign. When it comes to Fauci... When it comes to, you know, even different programs we watch and listen to, different networks we watch and listen to, I think people are going to change the way they view certain institutions. Uh, And uh, as a result of our national experience, or at least 70 million of us, our experience, and being put through this grinder. The media will never be the same again. Never. The Congress will never be the same again. The Democrat Party will never, I mean, viewed the same again. What was done to our streets, what was done to our police officers, what was done to our our small businesses, what was said about us by extraordinarily wealthy athletes and politicians and entertainers, what was done to us in the attack on our president, trying to sabotage his presidency every damn step of the way. These aren't things we forget. Can't we have unity? Listen to this mannequin buffoon, Biden. Did they respect the office of the presidency? Of course not. Did they respect the The outcome of the vote in 2016? No, they said the Russians did it. Did Chuck Schumer show any respect toward our president? Did Nancy Pelosi show any respect toward our president? How about CNN and MSNBC? How about every damn or virtually every damn newsroom across America? No, none of them did. And you're supposed to just accept it all all the litigation that changed all the rules in the states. There's no reason to be waiting this long for outcomes. We're waiting this long for outcomes because they changed the rules. In Nevada, they changed the rules three months ago, less than 90 days ago, to help Biden. In Pennsylvania, the court changed the rules this summer at the direction of the governor in defiance of the state legislature. In North Carolina, the Board of Elections made changes to the election procedures Without the authority, without the delegation of the Republican state legislation. And I can go down the list. But every legal vote should count. But what makes a legal vote? This is why Republicans are fools. Absolutely fools. So Al Gore sues in 2020 not to uphold the law, but to change the way chads are counted. And he had a rogue Supreme Court that helped him every step of the way until the U.S. Supreme Court stepped in. That was under the Rehnquist court. Unfortunately, the Chief Justice of the United States is a mental midget and a political hack. Little did we know. And he could have done what Rehnquist would have done or any other smart justice would have done and put an end to this as soon as it appeared at the emergency filing and said, hey, the rules are the rules that were in place Four, five, six weeks ago, passed by the state legislature, and the Supreme Court can't do this. Instead, you know what Roberts' excuse was? That's a state court. I don't want to get into it. federal courts. One thing: it's not what the provision says. That there's some magic difference between a state court and a federal court. Where does Roberts come up with that? Where is that written? Where is that written in the Constitution? It's not written anywhere. It's a cockamamie sophomoric. Ridiculous imposition of his, of his position. Then everybody smile. Everybody, everybody smile. It took 37 days to resolve the stupid Chad issue. Republicans got behind George Bush. They got behind the Bush team. They got behind the Bush lawyers. Is it too much to expect Chris Christie and Marco Rubio? Who's the senator from uh, Pennsylvania? a uh, Pat Toomey and Adam Kingser, whatever the hell that fool's name is. Is it too much to expect them to get behind the president's legal effort, even for a month? For a month. It's amazing. So the Democrats changed these rules and the Republicans. Where's the evidence? The evidence for what? Fraud. It's a constitutional issue, geniuses. You know, you put a hand on the Bible and the other hair in the air, and you say you're going to uphold the Constitution. Who gets to decide what? Then we have city after city where the Republicans are locked out of observing the counting. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? They won't even let us in to look. So they start regurgitating what left-wing kooks have to say in the media. They'll file their briefs. They're collecting affidavits. Will it be enough? Here's the problem. These judges are highly political. They watch the news too. You see how I came under attack? Oh, Mark wants to uh, disenfranchise all these voters. See how I come under attack for daring to mention the Constitution? It ought to be upheld. Well, some judges are going to fear that. I worry about Kavanaugh. I do. Roberts is gone, but I worry about Kavanaugh. If we're going to have five, like these idiot reports, you oh, know we have six conservatives on the court, and th- no, we don't. I even wrote a few of them. Stop saying it; it's not true, and they keep saying it because they like the narrative. The question is: if the court now says, and Roberts has boxed them in, I understand that, but the court has to uphold the Constitution. The court has reversed. State decisions, whether they're legislative decisions or court decisions or what have you in the past. I'm not talking about election law, but generally. The death penalty cases, jury selection argument, what you name it. Criminal cases, civil cases, administrative cases. So it's not new for the court to reverse decisions below, and it's not new for that to have an impact. But here, the left and the media are going to brutalize any justice that upholds the Constitution. Which is why they asked for the segregation or the separation. A friend of mine said, don't say segregation. I said, the court said segregation. We're not talking about race. We're talking about ballots, for crying out loud. The court asked them to separate the ballots because they're in dispute. Because without this massive mail-in voting... Donald Trump would be president of the United States. That's why the Democrats went into these courts. Because it was too much to ask their base to get off their ass and go and vote in person. Because apparently they don't like to vote in person. And they don't like to sign their ballots. And they don't like to go to the post office and have a uh, postal stamp on it. So anything to accommodate the Democrat base. Anything goes in Pennsylvania now. All the security measures are off the table. Plus, why would we need Republicans in Philadelphia to look at what's going on? Why should we do that? Where's the fraud, Mark? Where's the fraud, Mark? How stupid is this? Where's the fraud, Mark? That's like asking me, where's the evidence of crime by the mob? Well, I don't have any evidence by the mob, but they're called the mob for a reason. Do you have any evidence, Mark? Any evidence? So the litigators with the Trump team are doing what, what lawyers are supposed to do. They're investigating. They're gathering the information. They have many, many examples. They'll probably be in their briefs relatively soon. But they have to file briefs that are strong briefs. They can't accommodate the news cycle or these crackpot politicians. Hey, where's the evidence? I've just told you of the institutionalized fraud that took place here. The institutionalized enshrinement of constitutional violations that took place here. That's bigger than anybody stealing a ballot. But that means our institutions didn't serve us properly. But you know what? I've decided, Mr. Producer, I may be the lone voice in America on this. I may be the last of the uh, constitutionalists. I might be. I might be. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one-day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number, or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, Levin Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Well, first of all, we have a big a big uh, order issued by the United States Supreme Court, specifically Sam Alito, Associate Justice, and it's at the request of the Republicans in Pennsylvania. He has directed the state of Pennsylvania to segregate all the votes that were cast after 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday. to segregate them and hold them separately and i suspect count them separately now all the grief i've taken all day and all day yesterday trying to point out what the constitution says daniel horowitz wrote a piece for the blaze which i've been talking about this issue and no i never said the state legislature should pick the electors Even in Men in Black, I said that the Florida uh, legislature was considering it, but I never endorsed that either. But I did say what the legislature should fight for is the, the, the election law process that they had put in place before the Supreme Court at the push of the governor, all Democrats, changed it because it's unconstitutional. Sam Alito has guts. Will there be four other justices have guts to uphold the Constitution? And what that means is, if they're segregated, I don't know how this is going to end up, but if they're segregated and not counted because of the violations of the Democrat Party, the Democrat Governor, the Democrat Secretary of State, the Democrats on the Supreme Court, if there's disenfranchisement, that's on them. Not on the Republicans, not on Trump, and not on the Supreme Court. And that can have an impact. This is exactly what I've been saying. I said it in the first hour. I said it yesterday. I've been saying it over and over and over and over again. That's why these fools have made the wrong argument who attacked me. Well, they're going to pick their own electors? No! The election law status quo that existed should never have been changed by the Democrats outside of the legislative process. That's what I said. Now let's see what happens. That is a big step by the Justice Alito. This is why I say, use the Constitution, use Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, it's as clear as day. All the left-wing professors hate it. All the Democrats hate it. They say, follow the law. Where's the fraud? The fraud is in what that court did. It was rogue. The fraud is in what the governor and the secretary of state have done pushing the court to go around the Republican legislature. It's that simple. And if votes aren't counted, you can thank, you can thank the Democrats in Pennsylvania. And you can thank the Biden campaign, and Mark Elias, and all the other schmucks who have been scheming and scheming. Now, I have no idea what the full Supreme Court will do. That's still way up in the air. But this initial order sets the stage for a Supreme Court decision. That means there's four justices who are prepared to take up this case. Otherwise, why issue the order? I told you stick here throughout this because I know what I'm talking about. We don't need any legal analysts on TV who pretend they know what they're talking about. So I've been beaten up on this all day. You want to know why? Because they're trying to send a message to the justices, Alito and Thomas, and Gorsuch, and perhaps Barrett, and hopefully Kavanaugh. The trend. This is what we're going to do to you. Don't worry about what they're going to do to you. They don't write history. These men Munchkins don't write history. I'll be right back.
2: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
0: This order had already been issued, pretty much, to Pennsylvania before. And the Secretary of State there gave a contrary order. And so this is Alito, I assume speaking for the court, putting his foot down. The way Bloomberg Law writes it, U.S. Supreme Court Justice issued a temporary order. All orders are temporary until you get to the case. Requiring Pennsylvania officials to segregate ballots that arrived after election day, granting for now part of a request by the state's Republican Party. Justice Samuel Alito's order came as part of a fight over ballots received during a three-day extension issued by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Alito said he refer the matter to the full High Court for the next steps. So this thing is now being teed up, and now he wants to see if the full court's going to take it. I suspect it will, God willing, and it ought to do the right thing. Those state officials had already told county officials to separate out those ballots. Republicans said that step didn't go far enough to ensure that they can be invalidated later. Now, Republicans also said that the Secretary of State was defying the order, which she was. Which she was. She was commingling the counting. And as you can see, what Justice Alito ordered was... You segregate them, and if if you're going to count them, you count them separately. What he means by that is, hey, look, if we have a majority that says what you've done is unconstitutional, we need to know exactly how many ballots we're talking about here, and you need to know which ballots we're talking about. You see? So that is a very, very uh, very, very interesting event. And uh, it keeps it alive as far as I'm concerned. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping rather, that uh, the full court takes it up and this thing's resolved properly. Otherwise, we're not, that, that article is going to be read out of the Constitution. It'll be read out of the Constitution. Now I have an example, not of fraud, but of a glitch. And glitches can be just as problematic as fraud. Laura Cox is the chairman of the Michigan Republican Party. And I want you to hear this. Hat tip, right scoop. Go. If
3: all this wasn't enough, in Antrim County, ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000-vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the votes. Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties use this same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand-count all of the ballots, and these counties that use this software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies.
0: This could affect the Senate race there, and it could affect the outcome of the presidential election. This isn't a joke. So there is absolute evidence, not of fraud, but of a screw-up. But either way, we're talking about votes. A screw-up. And this has happened in other places, too. The Philadelphia City Commissioner, by the name of Lisa Dealey, was at a press conference today. And remember, there was already a Supreme Court order... Telling them to separate these votes out after eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that were that were uh, submitted, and if you're going to count them, count them separately. And so here's what this Philadelphia city commissioner had to say: "Cut twelve, go."
4: But how many segregated ballots do you have?
0: Question is by the reporter: How many segregated ballots do you have? Go ahead.
3: I'm going to continue. I don't have that. I don't have that number. We're going to continue, we are going to continue to count the ballots until they're all done. In a, in a very, in a, in, a, in a way that people, like, as we have been doing for these past few days. We're going to get it done as quickly as possible, and it will be accurate.
0: So, she will not tell the reporter how many segregated ballots there are, which raises questions on whether they're being properly segregated. That's example number two, not necessarily a fraud, but of a screw-up, where people need to have answers. And there are other examples, not conspiracy theories, but real live examples of things that have gone wrong. Now, we're a nation of 320, 330 million people. About 140 million people, give or take, have voted. Each state has a different system. Some counties have different systems, one to the other. Are you telling me there's no screw-ups? Do you have evidence, Mark? I just gave you some evidence. These are close elections in some of these states. Michigan, Wisconsin, where they say almost 90% of the registered voters turned out. Nobody believes that, so they're going to check their computers too. So, So the idea that we should rush through this... I'm not trying to give false hope. I'm not a Pollyanna. I'm just saying the idea that we should rush through this... Every vote should count. Yes, but every vote should count that's supposed to be, uh, be counted. And it needs to be counted properly. And the reason you have two parties in the room looking at the votes is so one can check the other. You don't board up the windows and send the cops out to chase Republican poll watchers away like they're doing in Philadelphia. You only do that if you're crooks. And by the way, that violates Pennsylvania law. A clear violation of Pennsylvania law. No question about it. I want you to listen to Pat Toomey on CBS this morning. Cut to go. The president's
2: speech last night was very disturbing to me because he made very, very serious allegations without any evidence to support it. Um, Look, there are some irregularities, I'm sure. There were some decisions that were very bad decisions made by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court made by the Philadelphia Election Commission, and I'd be happy to get into those. But to answer your question directly, I am not aware of any significant fraud, any significant wrongdoing. If it's happened, then the evidence needs to come out. We need to go to court. We need to punish the wrongdoers. We need to
5: redress whatever I went know,
0: wrong. but Senator, there's a process for this. You should know better than this. You're being set up to give the answer you gave, so now you're being... Broadcast all over the country saying what you're saying. Now, Senator, let me ask you a question. Have you called a single lawyer working on the case in Philadelphia? Are you, have you called a single lawyer? I have. Several. Because I want to know what's going on. And yes, dead people are voting in Philadelphia, among others. Among others. They're taking affidavits now. So you don't have a single significant case. But that's you don't know of a single significant case. Do you speak for all the lawyers that are in Philadelphia now? What do you think they're doing in Philadelphia? Buying soft pretzels and uh, Italian water ice? No. That would be me, by the way. That's what I'd be. I'd I kind of slip out and do exactly that. Let's listen to Chris Christie on ABC yesterday. So we have CBS. Now we have ABC. Cut one, go.
3: Right So if this stuff is going on that the President's talking about, all of us want to ferret it out, because it would undercut everything that we believe in in our system. But as a prosecutor, that's like asking me to indict someone without showing me any
0: evidence. If you' guessing- what, what are you talking about?: There's no What, what in the hell are you talking, are you talking about? about? Information's coming into the president from the field, no doubt, through his various staff members about what they're finding in these various areas of the country. Well, we want to know what it is, but you're not going to know what it is until it's actually placed in a filing and brought in lawsuits. So the Cape May Orca, what he should have said was, look, these things take time. The president obviously has some information, or I don't believe he'd be saying these things. And uh, it's only been, when he said this, it's only been 48 hours. It's only been 48 hours. But it certainly raises questions when a hundred and some thousand ballots are dropped in from one city and 99% of them are for Joe Biden. Or military ballots are found in a dumpster. These are all true. It's not conspiracy. I can back up every one of them. And so, yes, uh, it may take a little bit of time. So I think that's what the president's saying. That's how you would have handled that Chris, Chris, how is this guy ever Trump's friend? How is this guy ever Trump's friend? He goes out there and whacks him all the time. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And uh, he should also provide proper perspective, but I don't think he's smart enough to do it, which is we have a huge problem with all these Election changes that the Democrats got from Democrat courts and Democrat governors and going around legislatures or using Democrat legislatures in some case to do certain things. And this is a problem. It's a problem. That's why we knew who the winner was four years ago or two or three in the morning, and today we're still counting. Hasn't it occurred to Christie or Toomey or any of them What's going on here? I just told you all that over 300 cases were bought by the Democrats. Over 60 of them were brought, uh, were brought since August under the direction of the Biden campaign. To extend counting times, to try and get rid of signature requirements, to change the, uh, the requirements for postal marks, things like that. Now, why would you do that? Why would you do that? The Pennsylvania leadership in the legislature says that the the court there took all their safeguards away. The reason you have matching signatures, the reason you have actual post dates uh, stamped on there, is to safeguard, to make sure the ballot's legitimate. The reason the law there requires both parties to be present, or all parties, is as a safeguard. All those things were washed away. Do you have evidence? Do you have evidence? Senator, governor, do you have evidence? So rather than explaining the context of what's going on and explaining there are lawyers that are gathering information, and you know, a president's going to say this stuff, he he better really, you know, he, he has a duty to show it. It's two days in when they were talking. Now it's three days in. I mean, gee whiz. I, I, you know, with the Democrats... Trump is guilty uh, until proven innocent. No, he's just guilty. Have to prove him anything. But the Republicans are just backstabbers. I'll be right back. Much
1: love in.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, my home city. Patty, WPHT, how are you? I'm doing okay, Mark. How are you? All right, Patty, go right ahead. By the way, about every fourth woman in Philadelphia is named Patty. Do you know that?
3: (laughs) We're all good people here. You know that. Yes,
0: you are. I love my old city. But anyway, just I can't stand uh, the leftists that run it.
3: Mark, I have to tell you, I feel so disenfranchised. And I'm so embarrassed of this state. Mm. Why do Republicans run it and do not stand up for our president? The thing that gets me, I, I mean the people who can or legislature, but the thing that gets me is I think this election is a little bit more um, broader than just Donald Trump. I think it's a referendum on the American people. Mm-hmm. We did not choose the correct candidate last time, and they could not trust us to choose the correct candidate this time.
0: Mm, from their perspective. No, you're quite right. Correct. Well, look, Donald Trump didn't have one hour's peace as president of the United States. He hasn't. Not one hour's peace. Okay. Now, we're supposed to unite behind the uh, the mannequin. Now, put that all behind you, ladies and gentlemen, but no, no, I'm going to treat Biden the way Pelosi, Schumer, Jim Acosta treated my president. What's wrong with that, Patty?
3: Uh, I can't wait to see him try to handle half or even a quarter of what poor President Trump has had to deal with.
0: Uh, the Chinese are going to run circles around him, and that's a problem for us. He says he's going to go back into the Iran deal. He's going to do very, very stupid things. But before we say what he's going to do, let's still try to defeat the man.
3: Is there anything that we can do, Mark?
4: I have called. No,
0: there's not a lot that the people can do anymore. The voting is over. I hear people say, can we have rallies? You can do whatever you want. It's not going to affect a single judge. It's now in the courts.
3: It amazes me that the people in the state of Pennsylvania who are responsible for the counting are tweeting about how if you use the word president in front of Trump, it demeans the office of the presidency.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Can't we unite around their Guy? That's what I mean. You, You and I... Uh, supposed to uh, flower power. Remember that? The hippies uh, we're flower power. Meanwhile, the other side, uh, they're paramilitary wings throwing uh, Molotov cocktails. Isn't it amazing the riots have stopped temporarily?
3: I know. Well, they had to make a phone call to stop it because he didn't look good in the
0: polls. But But my point is, we know as a matter of fact now that those were Democrats supporting Biden. Many of them said it. And they think he's going to win, so they're pretty pleased. Now, if, if Donald Trump pulls it out, what do you think they're going to do?
3: Well, they'll riot and it'll be us. Why, why are we going to burn things down? Because our candidate won.
0: And it's I just amazing. want to remind, uh, uh, what's her name? Davy Alba of the New York Slimes. You got a new story to write, Davy? I think it's a woman. I can't tell anymore with the names. It's unbelievable. Patty, thank you for your call. Give every, What part of Philly are you from, Patty?
3: Um, I, I grew up in Juniata Park.
0: Yeah? Where are you now?
3: I'm in Harleysville, Pennsylvania.
0: Very good. Well, that's not Philadelphia, but that's nice still.
3: I was, I'm a suburban woman that does not clutch my pearls and will fight for this president.
0: Well, you know what's interesting? It looks like married suburban women, the president did fine with them. It was single suburban women that he got killed with.
3: Uh, not in my neighborhood.
0: <laughs> All right, Patty. God bless you. So you single women out there, get married so you can become more conservative. All right, let's go to Luke, Flushing, Michigan, XM Satellite. Luke, how are you?
2: Mark, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: All right, sir. Thank you.
2: Awesome. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to, I told your call screener, I wanted to make a, a quick parallel between, you know, your arguments back during Spygate, you know, before everything came out to light, you know, the media kept saying the same narrative over and over. Trump has no proof. You have no proof. The same thing over. Um, now we're seeing, you know, a lot point. of smoke. Uh, I was telling your call screener, actually worked uh, on the Clayson campaign out in Baltimore in the 7th District. Uh, I have, you know, a few contacts within the Trump campaign. There, there's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of things happening. Um, and
0: it, it needs- see, see, what a lot of these judges are going to do, Lucas they're going to say, well, it's not enough to make a difference. Right. it's not enough to make a difference and that's why I'm saying put most of your chips down on the article 2 constitutional argument and let the chips fall where they may are there five justices who are going to uphold the constitution or not right Yep. No, because right. if you show look, we have an example of 10,000 bad ballots which is enormous say, well that's not enough to make a difference you know even though the court should still deal with it and deal with it properly. Luke, thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about.
1: Versus left is right versus wrong. Call Mark at eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
0: Dana, Branchville, New Jersey. The Great WABC. How are you, Dana?
4: I'm fine, Mark. I'm calling you tonight because I I wanted to get a message out to the president. He needs to know that we support him in this fight. I am so upset over what's happening. People don't understand that with every illegitimate vote that is accepted, it cancels out um, a a legitimate voter. Mm -hmm. And um, the president needs to know that we we want him to fight and and we're not going to just turn the other cheek and we're not going to just accept the 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 fake Biden win. We want him to fight for us. We want him to fight for the legitimacy of our of our voting. And um, I'm sorry, I'm very upset. And uh, if he doesn't, then everything is, is for naught, okay? The whole process is a farce. So I'm... And I'm let us not forget
0: how they abused this president, how they abused his supporters, the things they said about us, the things they said about us day in and day out, the things they wrote about us, mocking and laughing, the, the effort to destroy this man. Because he dared to run and dared to win. The effort to destroy him, the efforts in the states with their lawyers and all their lawsuits to create a situation where really he couldn't win. I mean, he had a massive well, turnout among Republicans and, and many Democrats. Massive turnout for Republican in the black community and in the Hispanic communities but still, if you're only getting 14 to 18% of the black vote, that means the other guy is getting a massive number. The well, fact that- of the matter is that he brought in House members. He saved the Senate. But the Democrat machines in the city where they know they get the votes, they uh, they, they use those uh, that mail-in voting and those Democrat machines in the cities to bring us where we are today. But we need to still fight what the Pennsylvania uh, court did you remember the Florida court was just as illegitimate as the Florida court, except the Rehnquist court stepped in. The Roberts court did not step in because Roberts is on the other side because he's a uh, ham-fisted political activist. Go ahead.
4: Well, it's not just that. It's, this, oh. this has been in place since the polls. Everybody's wondering why the polls were so inaccurate. It was part of the fix. I mean, how would it look if, if Biden was behind in the polls, and and Trump came out even close? I mean, Ugh. this is—it's it, obvious based on everything that we've seen him go through the last four years. Based on everything we've seen, yeah,
0: but just see, I I I'm, I'm taking it a little bit of a contrarian point of view. The polls were a disaster, and they were intended to influence the voters. The media, a disaster, intended to influence the voters. And you know what I've concluded? They didn't influence the voters. What influenced the voters is what we weren't paying attention to. Well, I was, which is the litigation in the states to change the rules of the election. Because Trump, in my view, would have won but for these changes. And I can assure you that Mark Elias and Bob Bauer and these other slip-and-fall Democrat ambulance-chasing lawyers, they are high-fiving each other because of the changes they were able to make. They changed the system of voting. Since when do we wait days and days and days to get an outcome, other than what Al Gore did? As I said many times, in 2016, we had an outcome within hours at 2 or 3 in the morning. What changed? What changed was what these Democrat lawyers did in these states. That's what changed. And they, and they empowered in ways that, that are really beyond uh, our imagination, these Democrat areas. Even though we had record Republican and record support for Trump from uh, from minorities. That's what did it. We can keep chasing polls. The poll industry is dead. It's over. No, as far I'm not- as I'm concerned, the media industry is dead and over too.
4: But the... You know the, the the night of the election, it was obvious when when uh, I heard the news report that uh, a pipe burst and counting had to stop in yeah, Georgia. ridiculous. And then it, it, then in Philadelphia, then in Philadelphia, counting had to stop at nine thirty. It was obvious.
0: Wait, that- wait, wait! And also in Atlanta, they told the Republican watchers uh, that they weren't going to count anymore. And this isn't a uh, conspiracy either. They've they've spoken out. Uh, and they went home, and the Democrats kept counting. It was a, it w- it was a trick. Well, and that's gonna, a fact, Facebook.
4: Okay, so what's going to happen when we know that they did not segregate the, the ballots that came after? Okay,
0: I, I'm, not, I'm not Notre Dame. Uh, we'll see what the Supreme Court does. But obviously this order puts them front and center. It's an order following up on a previous order that told them to do the same thing.
4: Well, my feeling is Trump had to fix NAFTA. He had to fix uh, the wall. He had to fix uh, the the Veterans Administration. Now he's got to fix our voting uh,
0: Well, Trump can't situation. fix it in the next three or four months if, if this is it. If he's, if he's reelected, he can fix it. But thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. Let's see here. I want to read to you. I've got to find it. I want to read the order that was put out. Everybody on the calls, hold on a second. Just bear with me. I'm looking. This is live radio. I'm alive. All right. I'm getting it, getting it. Hang in there, folks. There it is. I knew I would get it. Let me read you the exact order. Now, it's from one justice freezing the the situation uh, in order so that the entire court can consider taking up the entire matter. Republican Party of Pennsylvania versus Kathy Kathy Bookvar, Secretary of uh, of Pennsylvania, Secretary of State. Of course, she's a liberal Democrat. All county boards of election are hereby ordered, pending further order of the court, to comply with the following guidance provided by the Secretary of the Commonwealth on October 28 and November 1. In other words, they're getting reports that the compliance isn't being followed, and the Republican Party of Pennsylvania said they're violating it. That all ballots received by mail after 8 p.m. on November 3 be segregated and kept in a secure, safe, and sealed container separate from other voted ballots. And number two, that all such ballots, if counted, be counted separately. Until today, this court was not informed that the guidance issued on October 28, which had an important bearing on the question whether to order special treatment of the ballots in question, had been modified. Do you understand what they're saying there? That the Secretary of State violated the order. And some of these counties violated the order. The application received today also informs the court that neither the applicant nor the secretary has been able to verify That all boards are are complying with the Secretary's guidance, which, it is alleged, is not legally binding on them. Says here, I am immediately referring the application to the conference, meaning the other uh, justices. And direct that any response be filed as soon as possible, but in any event, no later than 2 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday, November 7th. That sounds like a justice who's putting his foot down. No, Mr. Reducer? Now, if it turns out that we can't keep the votes in Arizona, that we can't flip it, that if we're going to lose Georgia and some of these other states, then the numbers become potentially insurmountable. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying it becomes more and more difficult. Uh, and the litigation will go on. Uh, I'm not an expert on anything that's taken place in some of these other states. I've been focused on Pennsylvania and, to some extent, North Carolina. But we'll have plenty of time to sort this out on Monday as well. I'll be right back.
1: love in.
0: It's amazing. Four years, the Democrats talked about Russia collusion. They started to bring it up again when Trump uh, was leading in a number of these states. And uh, the same people calling for evidence today didn't have any evidence. They weren't even asked about evidence. It's a shocking thing. And the Democrats and the media... Hollywood and academia have created this environment. It's a very toxic environment, and you don't just snap your fingers and it goes away. People are angry about the way our president was treated. I am. Very. So much wasted time. And so much more, honestly, he could have done with his presidency in his first term. Do you think I should go full podcast one day, Mr. Beducer? We had 7.1 million podcast uh, uh, podcast listeners in October. Downloads, sorry, downloads. That's a phenomenal number. Considering I'm on the radio three hours a day, so I wonder what you folks think. If I went to a podcast where I can do whatever I want and say whatever I want, would you follow me on a podcast? I'm just curious. Would you join me? I think we get 15 million downloads a month, don't you, Mr. Producer? I'm also flirting with leaving Facebook altogether. So I want to strongly encourage as many of you as I possibly can who are following me on Facebook and following me on Twitter to move over to Parlor. You go to Parlor, and it's at Mark Levin Show. Do I have that right, Mr. Producer? Go to Parlor, it's at Mark Levin Show. It is a wonderful site. They welcome everybody, including us. You don't have to look over your shoulder. There's true freedom of speech. We don't have third party left wing groups and media groups shutting us down during the course of this election. And these big tech companies, these big tech companies, they need to be confronted and addressed. No more uh, free rides. None. Every Friday, come hell or high water. America, in honor of you. Here goes. Right, folks, don't forget an important life, liberty, and Levin uh, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Please join us, you'll be glad you did. And I'll be on Hannity at 9 25 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. Good night, Sprite. Good night, Griffy. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi, and good night, my little Barney. Dad and Mom and Leo, we're doing everything we can for the Republic. I know you'd be proud of us. We miss you very much, and God bless you. See you Monday.
2: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.